<laughs> Happy birthday, Laura. Damn. Thank Happy you guys. Birthday. Happy day. Thank you guys. Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad Chris dug that up because for a brief moment I had forgotten that transgression. No! <laughs> That's what I want everybody to forget. Oh, girl. We on. never forget, Laura. Well, no, you I don't know. I know. Forget. Right. Because I know you do not forget. Mm. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Looking good, girl. I see your posts. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. No filters either. That's all no. that. No, no, yo, I got I went to get a facial today and I was like, I'm not about to mess my skin up. So yeah, no filters. Mm. I only got a red lip and eyebrow tints and I'm good to go. Nice. I like it. Mm-hmm. Look at that. So what's the big plan for tonight though? Well, who's the big plan for tonight? Oh, who See, is a I good know. question? Uber. No. <laughs> oh, man. Uber's for East Coast. I was Coast. actually Lyft here for that for when that Coast. story happened. That was a perfect callback. I remember that like it was yesterday. What's the name of that place? The weird. No, no, no. Because the, the, uh, we were in the conversation about that other joint in, I can't remember the name of the town. Anyway. Yeah. That's great. I don't know. It happened in D.C. Yes. Uh, just dinner, and that's it, man. With? Janice, actually. Oh, okay. So, oh. Yeah, Girls' gonna... night. Hey. hey. About to have a dinner and drinks. We actually started last night. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, Look at that. Shout out to right. Kanye. Look at that. Damn. Speaking of food, we have something very important to get to. Oh, by yeah. By the way, yes. I'm going to jump right into it, huh? Uh, right into it. Okay, huh? so yeah, I, I need you guys. I need to. I need a physical gag here. There's a lot going on over there in the studio, but Lada, look at me. Can you see what I'm holding in my hand? Do you see what this is? What is this, Greg, that I'm holding in my hand? Sopressata? Yes, and... Oh, good. And I, I forget what the kind of cheese, cheese, whatever. Is. I went and got a little prosciutto, not prosciutto, a little charcuterie setup from Starbucks. Why did I do that? Because one CJ McCollum, he tweeted that he needed to get his charcuterie game up. And LZ, we talked about this a little bit before the Bruh. show. Dog, that charcuterie plate is. That what? What did you call it? Charcuterie. That plate is mm. dusty. All right. All right, I understand what he's trying to do here. This is not do a you? knock specifically on do CJ. You? I don't necessarily, to be honest. But that <laughs> plate. I studied it. And let me explain something to y'all. I am a charcuterie person. Been since high school. When you come to my home, I serve it. If I go to your house, I expect it to be there. When I go to my cousin's house, he already has it available because he's a nice guy and he knows that I like it. This is not something that is new to me. When we get to the restaurants, if you're my friend, you know the first thing I'm trying to get cracking is what's happening with the meats and the cheeses. So this mm-hmm. is a definite strong suit of mine. Mm-hmm. But McCollum, I'm like, mm. you got Ritz crackers. What's going Ritz on, LZ? crackers, man. What's happening? It looks like cottage cheese back there, too. <laughs> I mean, he's got- I know it's not. His meat to cheese ratio is a disaster. All right? Run, pa- run pass balance, terrible. I need way more run game for me in my offense. You know what I mean? Way more meat. <laughs> Just as a matter of course. Right. And we got to mix it up. A lot, a lot of bread. A lot of cheese. The breads aren't even right. I'm like, he needs, he needs some crackers, cooler friends. George. Yeah. It's the Ritz crackers. George, George, have you seen this? I did. And the Ritz crackers was just like, bro. Because <laughs> he, I mean, listen, he designed I, it, right? It's designed yeah. on the tray. I need, yeah. to, I need to go have a nice lunch with CJ McCollum and Mm-mm. teach him how Mm-mm. to do this. This is not me dissing, this is a learning opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Because what he thought, he really thought he was doing something with that. And perhaps in his mind he was. But I feel like if you're in the NBA, and this isn't even a money thing, this is just a, you know, experience thing, you got to have a better big board than that, dog. No question. Be I, be I, 
I do agree that you have to have a better big board than that. And also, the money does play a factor into that. <laughs> yes, let's be real here. Okay, when you make almost $30 million or whatever he makes, you should have a better charcuterie selection and board. Yes. I'm, I'm so brokenhearted. Like, because... I always thought CJ was like one of those really worldly. Well, he's a wine guy. Like he he, he, right. he, he claims like, to be a wine person. Did he have like a yes. hundred bottles of wine or something in the bubble or what? Dude, something? his whole well, his room. He he set it at like fifty degrees. Yeah, he turned so it that, into a... so that he could keep it cool in there. Now right. I'm like wondering what what kind of wine did you actually have in there? Was it Ripple? I mean, because I'm looking at the Ritz crackers and you purposely designed it. So that means you thought it was something special. I don't even see. I don't see any mustard. My favorite kind, Petit Moutard. I don't see any of that. I don't see any crusty breads that I like. It does look as if he's got some fig jam, though. Okay, that looks like fig jam. That's not I mean, but what are we doing here? So so, there's two glasses of wine here, which means somebody else watched him do that or <laughs> did it for him i do like i will say this the magnetic knife setup that is that's where we get into big league level big I board mean, action it's, it's 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 everything is right except for what he's supposed to eat yes and and the size of the board yeah well he's, he's trying he's, you're not supposed to have cheese hanging off the edges like that either right. <laughs> so welcome to the charcuterie community <laughs> cj mccollum but we're you're coming in coming in at the low stage of the of the situation and we need to work our way up to the george knows i'm class. bougie clinton he yeah, knows yeah. I'm, I'm quite bougie i've sent boards back nah damn I, really I've been, no i've never yeah, done that i've, 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 I've done sent that. it i've sent it back i've been like going is that baloney y'all need to no. T- take that back. Yeah, I mean, I, I need I to. I, I mean, look, I don't, I don't just eat charcuterie any place that you know I walk into. Don't get me wrong, but you know what I'm saying. This is definitely my go-to when it comes to restaurants and what I'm going to look for first. That's how I get into my offense, George. You know, okay. a couple short throws. I like it. This man's got saltines and Ritz crackers on his tray. <laughs> Can't do it, dog. Can't do <laughs> saltines it. and Ritz crackers. CJ, we love you, man. But come on, come on, come on, I eat with me and LZ. I love CJ. That's oh, why I'm me. so brokenhearted about it. I know it. this is such a such a devastating oh. disappointment. I know. Oh, anyway, man, I just I need been, to get that out of the way. Man, I haven't been this disappointed since I saw Ben Simmons shoot. Mm. Oh, come on. Mm. You're right. This is worse. <laughs> this is worse. Good lord. This oh, is man. Worse. Anyway. I'm just yeah. if if we should put this on our account, put this on an ESPN LA account yeah, so people it. can fully understand. To re- retweet it so that we people yes. understand so what people we're looking know. at. Right. And people just know. in the caption, if Janice is doing it, I don't know, Carlo, I don't know whoever, just say that we are willing to lend our um you know our 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 help. Yeah. Yes. Again, yeah, and the, just knowledge of uh, of charcuterie plates. The charcuterie yeah, community yes. is with you Very to concerned. help you. Yes, we are not here to bemoan the fact no. that you necessarily put this up and set this up in a in a poor fashion. Is that Velveeta? We are we are here to teach. I think that's Velveeta, right. man. This is a, this is a safe space. You know what yes. I mean? So, I mean, right. it's safe fish because I'm gonna give you that work. I'm gonna get, still give you some of that work because you should, posted it. We, you posted yeah, we, it. I, I, I don't – I wish I could have – I don't have CJ. I'm trying to look see if I knew, know someone that can get CJ for us on the phone. Oh. Man, we need to spend the rest of the show trying to help Trying to track brother. him down, trying yes. to help him out. Because if this you notice starving. in the picture, you know? there is a third glass, which oh. means they may be expecting another person. Oh, company. Company. Where is the doorbell <laughs> when we need it? Yes. You know? Another person <laughs> is going to come and get some saltines and rich crackers and some Velveeta. I love it. I the olives it. are nice, though. Olives are a nice touch. Olives are nice. There we go. All right, fair Man. enough. Somebody, oh, is the doorbell ringing? No, they're gone. Yeah. They saw the charcuterie plate. They passed. <laughs>
yeah, it's the they, cheese they hanging do. off the edge that's very disturbing for me. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the setup is, is definitely not ideal. Your cheese Even not if be... you had the right the right meats and right, cheese. Right, it's a very crammed table. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Not like, a piece very, of prosciutto, very... nowhere to be found. I mean, no shoots. Zero <laughs> shoot situation is unacceptable on a basic level. That's actually getting me fired up. You know, I did not want to go there, but we're here not now. A, now, I, a... I did suggest. Now, normally I am oh. not someone who laments that, you know, that people who have. I always say that people have money doesn't mean they don't go through real people problems. Problems. Uh, but Laura, you you know you, you have hit the nail on the head here. What did you just say in my ear? I said, man, he has the money to a, like find the right way to do it or hire yes. someone mm. to do it. You don't gotta look that ghetto. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Hey. I mean, I'm just saying he needs to learn. And we're here to teach. He's so close though, because he got the flowers right. This is what we call a good effort. The, the yeah. setup is right. Mm -hmm. You know, the rug. The plates are nice. His TV's nice. The TV is nice. Yeah, it's a good setup. He's got real wood for the fireplace. Like, it's some really good stuff here. Yeah. It's just when you have cheese hanging off the edge like cliffhanger, <laughs> and then you got the rich crackers and the saltines. And zero shoot. And not zero a, prosciutto. None. None. That, that can't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Is it worth? Is the saltines or the Ritz worse? Okay, so here's, here's, here's an element. Ooh, that's a good there is an element. <laughs> as, as, it's the saltines. As a guy, no, but let me tell you this: as a guy who constructs a big board or two well, you mm. can use a saltine if you're going to mix in some fun other crackers like mm. a triscuit or a water wafer. If water you really want to be funny, totally but like, underrated. You want to be funny? No, but I'm saying like people will do that, and then it's a right. fun little thing. But you don't just have. You're not listen. You, saltines cannot be your number one receiver. Dude, okay? it's, it's That cannot man. be who you're going to when you need a deep threat. Dude. And Ritz can't be your slot guy either. He's getting the most targets, <laughs> that man. That cannot happen. <laughs> Not in my offense. He's got the Ritz, He's got the saltines going down the middle. Wheel routes to the Ritz crackers? <laughs> yeah, no. The, sal the saltine is a, is at best, at best a slot receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is not. Exactly. Best, and, and not on every, every down. Right. I feel like I can go to a, a gas station right now and go get a huge thing of saltines yes. and do the exact same you thing. You could probably get some better pursuits at a golf Dude. gas station where I live in Venice Beach than this, you know? I'm. You know what? I'm pretty sure that's Velveeta. Now I keep staring at it. Do some Velveeta slices. Colby Jack, Colby Jack can't be anywhere near the plate, dog. This oh, is, this is the NFL. But I do, think the I, I do think that's fig jam, though. Okay. Which is much better. It could have been grape jelly. All right? So now, now you're probably and he's got the olives. I'm not an olive person, but olives are, the, are olives. the olives. The olives here are like having your kicker be the best player on your team. So that's, prosciutto's that's the number one draft pick. We all agree on Easily. that. Easily, who's number two? Probably Bruschola. Mm. I like a good. Mm. I like a good uh, sopressata as well. That's a must for me. A spicy sopressata. Sopressata. As long as you got rosemary, like crackers, like in your top five, I'm yeah. good. I mean, I, I need a. I need a jam of some sort. You know, I, I need it. To, I, I like see, a, I like a pear on my plate because you give it the pear in, ooh, the, in the jam slash honey. With a little cheese, right? You know mm. what I'm saying? Mix it up. I know what I'm doing mm. out here, Sedano. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, I like you a, a little mortadella too. Is mm. not bad. Ooh, not yeah. bad. Not bad. Yeah. It's so. just, oof, <sighs> dusty, dusty. Man, I haven't seen the plate this bad since my mom made a prosciutto plate when we was on welfare. <laughs> All right. In the interim, speaking of which, we will get into some stuff that went down. Uh, last night, there was a game, gentlemen, and 
Oh boy, the takes have been hot coming off of this game yesterday. So let's dive into that. Speaking of basketball with CJ McCollum and his lack of charcuterie board knowledge. Um, CJ, if somebody knows CJ, tell him to call in. We will absolutely take his call. And as Clinton pointed out, it is a safe space around here. So we'll have that coming up in just a sec. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, happy birthday to Laura. This is also a, an anniversary, I believe, today, if I recall correctly. It is, uh, we're an American band, Grand Funk Railroad, released today, July 20, excuse me, July 15th, 1973. I didn't realize how long the buildup to this song is. <laughs> Old 70s rock Oh, no, because this isn't we're an American band, is it? No, it's Inside Out. Or something. Oh. So, yeah, we, we have the wrong song. Okay. That was a mistake. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. All right. Okay. And I'll take the L today, Laura. Don't worry. It's your birthday. Nah, it was mine. I can take it. Y'all can nah, come girl. at me. I was oh. going to say, that didn't sound like something I was familiar with, but I don't know that song that well to not to know what the beginning of the song was. Me neither. But, so, man, you know. Greg, you was it labeled the song you were supposed board. to have? No, no. I just put Grand Funk Railroad, and then I was like, oh, and then I just clicked the song. So, oh. that was on me. See, I can take my L, Greg. It's okay. But I appreciate it. I, I was going to take it because it's your birthday. So, I was just no, trying, no, no, no. trying to help you out. Speaking of no, no, no. songs, though, Staying Alive today premiered in theaters 38 years ago with John Travolta. Now, I mean. The sequel? <laughs> Staying Alive, the original. Wait, what was the first one? What do you Wasn't mean? the first one? The Staying Alive isn't that the sequel to uh, whatever the other movie was? The, the name of the movie? song is Staying Alive. Yeah. The name of the movie is not Staying Alive, is it? Yeah, it is. I thought it was something else. Isn't this Saturday movie called Fever Saturday Night Fever? Yeah. Um, Did you just have a Laura moment? Greg? This song George? is definitely. This song is definitely called "Staying Alive." It's by the right. "Staying Alive" 1903's American dance musical film and the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the it's see, a that's sequel. What, yeah. So there was, was a sequel. film. It was a sequel. You that's were right. what. That's what LZ said. Yeah. I didn't know if it was the sequel to Saturday Night Fever or John Travolta just wanted to make more disco movies. <laughs> I appreciate you guys that? all taking L's on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Not me yet. I'm still holding out. I'm waiting for the five o'clock hour. <laughs> okay. I mean, John Travolta back then, I mean, literally this is, I mean, in these movies, the most, I guess, iconic moments are him literally walking to disco. Yeah. Yeah. Quality cinematography, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good cinematography, good music, and he knew how to walk. He did know how to walk. I mean, <laughs> there's no, I mean, no you gotta know how Here to walk, is. man. Tony Monero knows the old days are over, but nobody's going to tell him he can't feel that good again. <laughs> oh, my God. That is not the description. That's pre- that's that is the description on the poster. Yes. On the poster. So they were proud of it. Yes. That was what they had. And then it's a picture of John Travolta with a headband on, sweaty. Looks like he's dancing shirtless with lights in the background. And then John Travolta staying alive. He did. The entire 70s was either him walking or naked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweating definitely as well in there. Sweating, because what was that Jamie Lee Curtis aerobics movie he was in, too? There was a movie. This is not my was, ministry, so you're not. I thought I he was like in aerobics class, and like he was half naked and doing aerobics. And it was like, oh, my God. Was it like, perfect? I think it was perfect. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. We're way out of my element at this yeah. point. Well, yeah, it's to, okay. You, have to you are slightly younger than us. So there yes. is that. Um, but uh, all, a couple of years is all it takes. All, is, all it takes in these worlds. But anyway, um, that, those are our anniversaries today. Real quick, um, before we get to the NBA Finals. So I had a 40s moment today. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so so um, you, went you know, to the I bathroom don't have a, and it took you five minutes. No, no, no. Right. I don't have a, as nice a garage gym set up as LZ, although quite functional. Um, and today I was like, all right, I'm just going to do some deadlifts. And then something went pop up. And I was like, oh, that can't be good. And if, oh. it was in the morning right before I had to go and take the kids to school and camp. And I'm like, all right, well, I seem to be still being able to move around a little bit, maybe a little sore. I think I'm okay. Mm. So I get the kids, put them in the car. Get out of the car, and that's when I was like, oh, mother of God. Yeah, this standing up straight is going to be really hard right now. <laughs> and I told you, LZ, during our call, our pre-show call, where how I injured my back today, and your reaction was? You're a man in your 40s. <laughs> you should not be doing deadlifts. Correct. And that was, that was kind of the thought after I got out of the car as well. <laughs> deadlifts. Too. So, like, I do deadlifts still, right? But I have, like, a hex bar for one. Which is which distributes the weight differently than yes. with the dumbbell. Uh, but the, work work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Correct. Right. But the other thing too is that I do not put more than forty five on each side. I would rather do fifteen hundred <laughs> with forty five weights on each side. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to, oh, I'm feeling good. Let me add more weight because your back, your back is like your spouse. Your back will sit there and let you keep doing stuff and doing stuff and doing stuff and then just snap on you out of the right. blue. Right, right. That is an excellent analogy. That's a great analogy. Look well, at that. I'm married too, so I get it. Right. And you're like going, what do you mean? I forgot to put out the trash. Why is that such a problem to you? And it's like going, no, they're arguing something that happened three weeks ago that never brought up. Right. And that's what your back does. Yes. Your, your back says, oh, you trying to do deadlifts? Yeah. Okay, keep messing with me. Yeah. Okay, keep messing with me. Do one more. Bang. Pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> what I say. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. So, Elsie, you have recommended cryotherapy to me, which I've never done, um, but I have been intrigued by it. So I found a place mm-hmm. in Torrance, because, of course, as I tell you, you can find everything you need in Torrance, okay? All right. And said place has whole body cryotherapy. They also have other uh, things that you could do there to help your body. Infrared sauna, um, compression therapy, hyperbaric oxygen chambers, and cellulma lead therapy. I don't cellula know what lead. Th- what is that? I've never heard. I of don't that. know what any mm. of that is. I mean, I know I know what compression therapy is, and I know right. what a hyperbaric chamber is, yep. but I don't know what infrared sauna or cellulma lead therapy. So the is. infrared sauna, you go into this room. There's infrared everywhere, and it's supposed to be really good for like your immune system. Now I don't f with that because I'm just like, listen, I ain't Superman. You ain't gonna flash a red light on me and tell me all my powers. <laughs> right, that's a little weird. That's yeah. a little weird, right? Okay. I saw that movie. <laughs> right, but the, but the cryo the cryotherapy, I was skeptical about, mm-hmm. but I did it the first time years ago when I was working with um, Joaquin Noah for a story, and he went into it, and then so he was like, "Yo, dog, you gotta check it out." So then I went into it. I was like, going. Oh, that was cool. That was cool. But I didn't value it because I really wasn't in pain. Right. But then last year, when my left hip decided to remind me that I was a man of a certain age, and I was just like, it was in so much pain, I tried it again. And when I tell you that ish works, gentlemen, in lay day, 
Okay. It works. I'm Obviously. doing squats again. Oh. I'm running. I'm doing like the ladder. Like I'm doing leg kicks. Like my hip feels fine after me contemplating surgery prior to starting the ice. I'm therapy. sorry. Hold on. You're doing leg kicks. What? Yeah, yeah. Like rockets. Like what's happening here? Yeah. Where are you? What do you mean? Where? Like in exercise like, or like, like for fun? No. So <laughs> if I get a good window where I can work out. I'll spend the first 45 stretches, Pilates, which would include leg kicks. And then in the latter 45, I'll do like the, the weight training. Oh, okay. I thought you meant just like I'm doing leg kicks. Like I'm out and about now and the uh, the leg kick is back. Oh, you back. think I'm just in the mall just <laughs> kicking? Back, back, yeah, yeah. Back in the dance floor arsenal. We were talking about Travolta and you just said leg kicks like that. I was like, oh, okay. What did you say? What did you whisper in my ear? I said, you do you, boo. Don't let them shame you. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. You didn't strike me as a leg kicks on the dance floor. I'm not doing leg kicks at the mall but i <laughs> right, am right. doing i am doing it as part of my pilates and stretching and, and mobility man that's it's what's important up. that's what's up yeah. it's important um, because i know what it's like not to be able to kick yeah now do you believe in hyperbaric chambers do you believe that is a real a, a thing that works so i have one at the place where i get the cryo and she's right. been trying to get me in it i did one once but they say you have to do like 10 of them. you have to do like a lot of them right yeah and part of me like going, well, LeBron does it. He's he like, has one. He owns one. Yeah, right. Doesn't, like, uh, he seems doesn't, to be all right. Uh, Russell Wilson have one too? Yeah. Oh, a bunch of, a bunch of yeah. professional athletes have them. Yeah. But here's, here's my thing. Because you have to be in there for like 40 minutes or something like that. At, yeah. At, at the very least. Yes. At the very least, right? Yeah. So, you know, they're always like going, oh, you can do work in there, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you clearly don't know what I do for work. Because I'm either writing or I'm on some sort of broadcast. So I mean, I you can write there. on your iPhone or something, I guess, you know. Seriously? I mean, I don't know. I've seen people do it. I, I have a few times written complete stories, game stories on my BlackBerry. That I've is done. true. I do that on my I, iPhone. I, 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 I saw, these days. yeah, I've seen people write on their phone. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I actually just, oh, it's a much smaller piece. It's not a game column or a game story. But I did like uh, one of those five-on-fives for the NBA site on ESPN.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did it on my phone. Like I, I'm like, I could do it in front of my computer, but it's just a lot easier yeah. doing well, it on see, my it's phone. Easier for me to do it on my computer, so I can make sure I don't spill my wine glass. Oh, well, there's that too. You know, and of course the charcuterie is also. And a then factor. the charcuterie got to so you know. make sure I don't knock over the saltine crackers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so if anyone in the audience has tried cryotherapy and also will uh, co-sign on LZ or has tried the hyperbaric chamber or knows about the hyperbaric chamber, I'm at the stage of my life where I need these things. Yeah, and, that's, and, this is an admission. This is a good part of this for yeah. you, George. I feel yeah. like that a step was made today, even yes. though we got there in a manner that was perhaps, you know, very had a lot of hubris in it, you know what I mean? But we, we, we learned the lesson, so that's that's good. That's good for morale. Yeah, I, I am, uh, you know, listen, I, I get it. You know, it, it is a, a time where, you know, you need to understand who you are in life. Yes. Like, yeah. that's just it, you know? Yes, yes. I still haven't, however, said the word prostate in front of my doctor yet. I'm not there yet, though. Oh, well, that's important, dude. I right. know, but I'm not there yet to, to say that word in front of him. Okay. I, I am sitting, as a matter of fact, instead of on my chair, mm-hmm. um, you know, for at the office here in my house, my little mini office, um, I am sitting on a stability ball because oh. it actually will help with the back situation as opposed to oh. sitting in a chair, I feel like. I thought you were talking about your prostate. I was like going, I don't understand, George. <laughs> no, no, just to help my oh, it has e- just to help your back. It, it has okay. helped the back, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, like absolutely. I, it, yep. it doesn't hurt as much getting out of a stability ball than it is a chair. And it's secretly quietly works in your core oh no i know and that's the cool thing about it 
it's right. all about so I can work yourself. on my core while I'm injured. Right. Yes. Then your body know I'm still in control, even though you're owning me right now. Yeah, you you don't got me. Right. The little stability ball is the Giannis, and your back is just DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Uh, speaking of which, now, okay, there are a couple of things at play from yesterday's game. Okay. Mm. Yeah. There is just a couple. I mean, well, a couple of things that have stood out. Let's just call it that way. So all of a sudden, Chris Paul went from being like, "Damn, Chris Paul balling," to like, "Yo, Chris Paul." Getting smoked. It's you know been, what I'm saying? It's been like a slow, dead, slow decline actually from game one. Right, right. <laughs> it, it has. And Drew Holiday has been all up in him. And yep. just to give you an idea, Chris Paul had, I believe, 22 turnovers in his first 14 playoff games this postseason. Okay. He has had 15 in the last three games. <laughs> That's rough. Um, so there's that angle. Mm-hmm. There is the. Giannis, or Chris Middleton angle, right? They, this team is 11-2 and when Chris Middleton scores 19 points or more, um, which lends to the conversation of, I mean, Giannis may be the guy that gets them there, but Chris certainly brings them home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's people trying to make the case that Giannis, his block was better than LeBron's block on Iguodala. Tell those Clippers fans to stop it. <laughs> Tell him to stop it. What are you talking about? That would only be applicable if he made the block as a Laker. That doesn't even make sense. It makes sense because they hate all things LeBron. Right. That's why it makes sense. I, I mean, look, I, I think are we, I don't know if people are comparing the degree of difficulty because even then I feel like with LeBron, it's – dude, that guy – I remember watching the sports science of, one, of that Iguodala block. Oh, it was amazing. It was incredible. And he incredible. covered like – it felt like he covered like – I, I don't know, like almost 50 or 60 feet in two seconds or so two and a half seconds or something like that. Let's look at it like this. Let, yes, we're, we're going to break this down from a fundamental standpoint, <clears throat> but not from a stakes standpoint. Now, right, right. Because the, the stakes the clearly stakes going clearly, to LeBron. I mean, clearly, clearly LeBron. It's, it's game LeBron. seven. It's game seven right. of the yeah. NBA seven. Finals. That's and not it's game close. seven of a tied That's game. On the road. On the yeah. road. Right. But I will say, and this is, this is the only thing that I think that is worthy of, of competition, which is this. LeBron had to make up more space rather than from a distance standpoint. He's coming from all the way on the other side of the court. He's got to clear up two players effectively, get that ball off the backboard, and then clear his own hands so he doesn't hurt himself. That's one thing. But as LZ and I were discussing before the show, and LZ, I'll throw it to you on this, Giannis had to make more decisions Mm. in a shorter space before he even made a physical play. And that's where I think there's actually some discussion about how great this play actually was compared to LeBron's. It's not about moment. It's not even necessarily about the physicality. It might have just been a smarter play to get there, never mind executed, LZ. Absolutely. And we can get more into it on the other side because Georgia said to break. No, no, it's okay. We, we we will do that, and we will play overrated, underrated. We're not gonna we're not gonna break break. All right, so let's continue this real quick. So, yes, the shot, uh, the block for LeBron cannot be compared from a stakes perspective, as you pointed out, LZ and Clinton. Right. But is there a degree of difficulty that you feel stands out more so than the other? I, I actually think Jan, there's a degree of diff- – if we're going to get into different parts of it, and I'm not saying that like – you know, if we got into sort of like a an RPI ranking of different things that we would use, strength of schedule versus road wins, whatever, there was something about the fact that Giannis was facing a person trying to dunk, not a person try- – like, you know, at a better angle at the basket. That, that was an extremely difficult play. It's not that LeBron's play wasn't difficult, but – 
it just felt like he was the aggressor in that situation, whereas Giannis was defending something. And it just – I know that sounds ridiculous because they were both on defense, but I think you understand my point there, LZ. Right, LeBron was chasing him yes, down as opposed right, exactly. to Giannis having to react. Exactly, what that's what I'm saying. Right. I, so the thing that was impressive to me most about Giannis is that it was a completely well-executed defensive series – because the series yeah. didn't begin with the block. The series initially began with him making sure that Devin Booker couldn't make it to the basket. He had to make sure that he flashed after the high screen and roll so that Devin didn't have a clear passageway for a layup. So that was the first thing he had to do. Oh, and, well, was that one of Devin's eight fouls or seven oh, fouls? Here we go. Here we go. Listen, man. Here we go. <laughs> we really should start there, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, we, oh, really we can work our way into that. We'll yeah, work because, our way into that. You know you've arrived because, when you get a megastar no-call. Listen, even Devin set his ass down. No That's call. what I'm saying. Even Devin set his ass down at one point, like, going, I know they got to call me on that one. <laughs> and I mean, he wrapped up Holiday on an intentional foul. <laughs> right. It was pretty wild. I was like, y'all refs out here wilding. It was pretty wild. Wilding. And but, here's the thing. I was expecting the epic makeup call on the other end at some point. It never right. actually it came. Never I guess came. there was never really an opportunity. Yeah, there weren't, there weren't that many, but, like, yeah, I was expecting something much worse to happen, but it didn't. It was just – anyway, so the block, because we, we got to break down the, the – Yeah, let's do the block first. We'll get block. to Devin later. To be able to make sure that Devin doesn't go in and penetrate and then to recover – from a high screen and roll situation to block a dunk attempt that's basically right at the rim is just, from a mental aspect of it, just absolutely bonkers. Defensively brilliant. Like, you understand why this guy has won that award because that was a bang-bang automatic physical thing he had to do while working it out mentally. Yeah. But when it comes to what LeBron was did against Iguodala and against Steph, too, on the road game seven to hold nine. His margin of error was so small. Microscopic. It was, it was, like, yeah. it was like he just barely got there. Whereas Giannis didn't barely got, get there. He was there in plenty of time. He was there in place, at yeah. least. Yeah. I mean, now, he, was he wasn't necessarily in the perfect position to do, to execute the block, but he was at least there. Yeah. To he me, was there. As a, as a baseball guy, this is the difference between robbing a home run, LeBron, and a bang-bang play on the, in, um, on the infield, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, that turns two maybe or whatever to get a guy when you were expecting to get a guy. That's, that's yeah. sort of how I'm comparing these in my brain. That's fair. That is a fair comparison. No, it does feel, and I'm just going to say this, and I don't mean anything mean about it, it did feel like Aiton – was a little weak with that dunk. Oh, he too. did. He took his time. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. What are we doing It felt here? a little weak to me, too, in that it, dunk I agree. Because he agree. didn't think anybody was going to be there. Right. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, you know, that's a little, uh, I can, you know, I can understand that a little. It's a little cat Caribbean, uh, you know, chilling. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. I got this. Because. Hey, man, listen, I'm from, those are my people. Okay. Hey, I get right. it. No. We chilling. We like, oh, it. we got this. But and then Giannis was like. Giving you that Greek power of, of like, <laughs> you know, Zeus and like, oh, no. But but the reason why it. he Mount was Olympics. casual, though, like, I can't speak to the, you know, the Caribbean aspect of it. But I can speak to the fact that, you know, a large part of the reason why he was so casual with it is because he only gets a lob if the defender is flashing and preventing the penetration. Yes. Right. Which already informs you where your defender is. It was a great read. 
So he was like, oh, well, if the lob is here, that means Giannis is over there. Right. No, agreed. Agreed. But nonetheless, you know, and Michael can attest to this, uh, our people from the Caribbean, you know, sometimes we, uh, we just we, have, we take our time with stuff. Yeah. Well, you know. You know? Well, and he took we, a little too much time. Co- well, we invented color people time. So I think the, <laughs> okay. the take your time thing goes around a lot of yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, all right, that is. We'll continue this discussion in a little bit. We'll get Which back. Discussion? We'll get to th- Which Devin one is Booker. more casual or the block? Well, both actually. Okay, we can do both. Good. How about that? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg. Letting you know, ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play! Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, but first, it's time for overrated, underrated. Hit it, Laura. Thank you very much, Chris. All right, LZ, it's birthday mm-hmm. time, and you have still not used your get-out-of-jail-free card, so is it going to be today? That's the that's I have the two. Question. I have two. Remember, it carried over. No, there's no carryover. You stop. No, don't ding him. There's no ding. ding. I got a ding. You You can't stop this. (laughs) No, there is no ding on this. All right. Birthdays. Forrest Whitaker or Gabriel Iglesias? Fluffy. Oh, come on, man. I'm going to go with Fluffy's underrated. I mean, Forrest got an Oscar. So you can't be underrated if you got an Oscar. You can't be underrated if you got an Oscar. You can be underrated if you You have an Oscar. You can't be underrated if you got an Oscar and you were in Star Wars movies. Hold on. Forrest Whitaker was in one Star Wars movie. But a good one. But a good one. Perhaps the best uh, one. You are clearly speaking from, again, outside of the galaxy if you're going to refer to Forrest Whitaker as a Star Wars guy. Ghost Dog is his most important in the paranormal realm of things that he's done. I mean. I'm sorry, but when he said, you need to go I'm going to stay here and die on my planet. I mean, you're right. overlooking the most important line in the history. This thread of the Black Panther has been screamed away. If you want to get into the world of what Forrest so, Whitaker has done, amazing. Star Wars is so far like, down the list. Quentin, I was like, what accent is that? Yeah, no, strip, no, right. that is Pantero Negra. All right, like, Black Panther. Come I on. Was like, I was like, why are you rolling your T's? <laughs> I mean, he totally made up an accent for that movie, which is... <laughs> <laughs> he deserves an Oscar for that alone. All right. Oh. All right. So, so anyway, I'm, that's my offer, and I'm sticking yeah. with it. I, I would agree. Clinton, do you differ? No, I, I, I don't differ. I just wanted to talk about Forrest Whitaker because we love okay. him. Okay. I mean, for real, though, dog. Yeah, but like, by the way, shout out to Fluffy. Wait a second. Forrest was in Taken 3? I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I didn't watch Taken 3, but that's probably I. why. But he yeah, said, the child has been taken away. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. What's next? <laughs> all right, Sedano. Uh, Saquon Barkley has announced that he will take all of his marketing money in Bitcoin, saying you see KDs, the LeBrons, the Bradys of the world, and you want to create generational wealth. You can't do that, especially in the sport I play and the position I play coming off of an injury. Is this move by Barkley overrated or underrated? Uh, I would say underrated because I think that, you know, most smart people, as this price on Bitcoin kind of chops at around $30,000, I think what we're going to see, if I had to guess, is sometime in the fall, we're going to see that a lot of people, as we get ready for the new fiscal year, a lot of big corporations, a lot of big, uh, you know, entrepreneur hedge fund types are going to announce when the price pops, 
They're going to be like, oh, well, look how smart we were. We bought all this. Um, so I, I do think that for whatever it's worth, I know people say, oh, everyone's going to create their own digital coin, the U.S. and you know this country and that country. The problem is you're printing money, dog. And that debases uh, – I don't want to go too far into this, but basically, you're debasing your own own currency (laughs) and things that are um, scarce in value, uh, have scarcity, like gold, like like Bitcoin, um, will continue to rise as far as their value. So I do think it's smart because it's just a percentage. It's not his whole net worth or whatever. And it's a smart allocation. So underrated. I'm going to go with overrated only because like, I don't necessarily trust people who are into making their own currency systems. You know what I'm saying? Those who have access to money streams are not necessarily the people that I'm going to trust in this country for a lot of reasons. So while I understand how Bitcoin is affecting the underdeveloped world as a very popular method for people to get money to their families and so forth, and that's great. Like the powers that be, George, you know I'm from D.C., always leery of who's running things in these streets. So it's a good it's a good cause, but also I'm scared of anything that has crypto in front of the word cryptocurrency if i see that in somebody's profile anywhere in my walks of life immediate delete not talking to him i'm gonna say that it's overrated only because of his quote dude do you know what generational wealth that's is? the other thing i'm like what is he actually talking about there did you grow you're already you're not, making yeah, generational yeah, right 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 yes I'm i think he's talking about he, he's thinking more like remember when chris rock had the joke Shaq is rich, right? But the owner of the Lakers is wealthy. He's you know, wealthy. like I think that's what he's talking about. I get that part of it. Does but Bitcoin make you more money though? Like, am I missing something here from the investment? I mean, standpoint? it can. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I invested way lower than thirty thousand. But a lot of people use Bitcoin because it's the best actual financial transaction method. Which no, is sort it's of not. The, no, no, well, absolutely not. I mean, from not. My, what I understanding is, for example, banking fees in a lot of different countries where you don't have access to that yes. kind of stuff. That's where Bitcoin really actually it will has help. some yes. value. It will, for me, that that's, regard, where yes. Yeah, yes. that's where it does yeah. something. I, anyway. I'm just talking about overall, like, using it as money is not necessarily – it's a store of value. Tune uh, in the Squawk yeah. Box next week, Greg. There you We're go. All right, one more. Out. Go ahead, Greg. The Bitcoin has been stripped. All right. There you go. You got it. Just get Forrest Whitaker in it. You got to get yeah. it right. Script. Away. E-W-E-H. Away. I was like, what the hell? Anyway. Last one, Greg. All right, Clinton. Because Just because I know you were there, the MLB draft was last week. Oh, what's oh. that? The MLB draft was last week. Do you see week. my credential that I'm dangling right here for all of you all to see? All Damn. of us to see in the studio, yeah. Yeah, not me. Oh, only Lauren so Gray. So pretty. Yes, yes. <laughs> also, I have with me the pen from a certain hotel I stayed at. The Ritz-Carlton. Excuse me. Let me write this down, Greg. Go on. <laughs> all right. And the Angels, who are always pitchers away oh, from being a true contender, took all pitchers in the draft. Not one position player, all 20. pitchers. 20, 20 yes. pitchers. Yes. yes. Is yes. this move by them overrated or underrated? This is wildly underrated and only for one reason. My two friends, Jake and Jordan, who run Cespedes BBQ, the baseball site that you probably don't know about unless you're a maniac like me, but they're calling it a no-hitter. That's what they're calling the Angels draft. Oh, and I'm good. sorry, that's funny. That's and that's good. underrated. So shouts to Jake and Jordan. That's I was pretty with them good. All Though week, it's so. a double entendre because your best player is a pitcher and a hitter, but I get what you're trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Halo's had a reasonably good weekend between Shohei and throwing a no-no mm-hmm. in the draft. <laughs> I'm going to go underrated. Um, everyone has lamented how they don't have enough pitching, and now they're like, we're tripling down. No, we're yes. 20 times in it down, whatever that would be. Uh, that's what we're doing. So I got to like it. I think it's yeah. underrated. I'm going to say it's overrated because it's not that you didn't have opportunities to get pitchers. You're just bad at it. 
you've had plenty of opportunities to shore up your pitching over the many seasons we've criticized your pitching. So it's not that you hadn't had an opportunity to. You are just really bad at it. So why would I believe a team that has always been bad at picking pitchers, all of a sudden now is going to be good at picking pitchers just because you're always picking pitchers in a draft? Well, it's like a lottery ticket. You keep buying them, you eventually will hit. <laughs> so you'll get something in return. Uh, all right, that is overrated, underrated. Coming up next, uh, let's dive back into this NBA final situation. Good God, you want to talk about star calls. We'll get to that. Oh, here's another anniversary. I believe, I want to make sure I get this correct. It is the... All right, where are we? Got to keep scrolling down. Sorry. Um, it is an anniversary. This was... Missy's debut album 24 years ago, July 15th, 1997. So there you go. Yeah. This album changed my life drastically. How so? The creative sonic ability of Timberland and her, this was the best they ever did it in terms of getting together for one complete project. Back when albums were sort of like a group of sonic elements that all kind of fit together, even though the songs were all very different and creative, you sort of knew this was an album in a complete project. And I'm not getting on how music exists now, but like, yeah, you are. No skips. No, it's it's legit. It's one of those no skip situations, and I love this album. Like, I can't I can't play a song on this album without listening to the whole thing back to front. It yeah. Is. By the way, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to switch gears, but go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it is the reason why when I hear the people, the young people of the, of today, speak of who's a queen today in hip hop. I just go, oh, that's cute. <laughs> right. They're not Melissa Misdemeanor Elliot. Uh, right, right. I was like going, I'm sorry. I grew up with Cha-Cha-Cha and Missy, so forgive me. <laughs> yeah, she, I, I feel like, I mean, LZ, we talked about this one day, what was it, a couple weeks ago when Queen Latifah, after the BET Awards, mm-hmm. right? Um, like Queen Latifah, you know, created a, a completely different path, right, for right. women yeah. in that in that you know, area, rapper, uh, actor, genre, et cetera, right. Yeah. Yeah. But Missy Elliott took that to an even different even, level, right? An even higher level per se God, um, well, than Queen Latifah. And I think also, I mean, Timberland and Missy, they were, they were more musicians as much Correct. as anything. You know right. what I'm saying? Yes. Like not, yes. that's not taking anything away from anybody's lyricism or songwriting or anything like that, but the, the music there is what advanced everything, you know, and Aaliyah obviously was part of that crew. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just sonically sort of, I don't know, defragged my brain, if you will, you know what I mean, in a different way. I was like, oh, this is this right. is what they're on? Like, I need to change what and, I'm on. You and know? we're not even talking about what she did visually with the music right. video. Right. That's so, the, the complete <laughs> I mean, package. I right. mean, just brilliance. Yeah. Um, real quick, before we get back to the NBA Finals, um, there's a lot of chatter right now about what's going to happen in the NL West with the trade deadline looming in a couple of weeks. And... Look, I saw the numbers a couple of days ago. I believe, if I recall correctly, uh, the Dodgers or the the Giants have the most games left with teams with winning records um, or, I'm sorry, playoff teams at the moment. Um, The Dodgers are, like, right behind them. I think they have four less games with playoff caliber type teams. The Padres only have, if I recall correctly, 17 games left with teams that are currently in the playoffs. Um, Giants have 30, Dodgers have 26, and and San Diego has 17. Um, look, the Giants have been a cool little story. I, you know, and Farhan Zaidi des- des- deserves a lot of credit. 
But like, I feel like that team is going to fade at some point here. It's like the horse in a horse race that starts really fast um, and is like, oh, that's a surprise. And then all of a sudden the real horses like come in and the favorites you still, take over. You, so you have no faith in the, in the, in the Giants? Oh, I, I think they can still be a wild card team. I just don't know if they're going to be a team that's actually going to do anything. Right. Um, like, I think they're a playoff team, perhaps, but I don't know if they're going to win the division, let alone be a team that actually has an impact in the playoffs. And here's the thing. I just think I don't trust their bullpen as much as anything else. And I know the Dodgers have had their ups and downs and stuff with pitching, uh, whether it's injury or otherwise. But I still feel confident that the Dodgers are the best team on paper. And despite not getting the best performances, I still feel like that is, is, is yet to come, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then the Padres, as I mentioned, should stay in it because they're good, number one, but also have um, an easier road, per se. Yeah. You know, when it comes to the, the trade deadline conversation, I go back to – what teams with small windows do versus franchises with cultures, winning cultures do. Mm -hmm. Teams with small windows go all in because this might be their only shot. Franchises with winning cultures are a little bit more patient because they understand that this isn't their only shot. They're going to have many shots if they do this thing right. Mm -hmm. And I think the Dodgers... The reason why we are so successful and for so long is because we've always had that latter philosophy. This year is a little different to me. It's a little different to me because of Kershaw. Our window with Kershaw is closing. Yes. And I think that, Clinton, puts a different sort of lens in terms of how you may view the next two weeks as we approach the trade deadline. Hugely. And you know, not to, I'm not I'm not knocking your point about the success of the Dodgers, but like there's only one ring out of that. I mean, you know, so like there's something to be understood. Okay, here you go. No, no. And I mean, the reason I'm saying that is because <laughs> the window it it matters for not just not just Kershaw, but a certain sort of era of who this team is. You know what I mean? Like, and not it's not that the next guy, the next group of guys, whoever they're going to be, the Taylors and you know everybody else. It's not that they're not going to be able to take the mantle, but if Kershaw is at the end of it, you sort of feel like. Okay, well, we would really like it to be two by the time that he's gone. And I think that, you know, Greg was talking about this. Like, there's going to be some arms that the Dodgers are going to try to get that some of these two other teams might try to get to block the Dodgers. But I don't necessarily think that's the case. I don't think the needs match up. The Padres went big last year. You know what I mean? And they've got all the arms they need. They might, they might pick up Joey Gallo. They might get a bat in order to um, buttress that lineup. And so I don't think that these things are sort of as incongruent as possible. But there's one guy, Greg. That matters. To I them. mean, they could clearly just throw Cabarena in there to uh, keep hitting grand slams. He was the first, <laughs> you know? uh, I believe he's the first uh, relief pitcher to hit a grand slam. In I know, his, uh, that's crazy. First major league at bats is 1895 or something nuts, like that. nuts, by the way. And yeah. he hit it off of, guess who? Oh, Mike Scherzer. Mm, nice. Who is? Probably Hell. a trade target. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So, I, And I don't, I don't see that guy going to either of the other teams in California in terms of how their windows match up. I think that there's a, there's, there's a little... There's like a pain that's Kershaw, and there's a there's larger window, but it's all part of the same thing, LZ. Greg, how, how do you feel about what they should do? I think they they really need to go after a pitcher, and I do think that's we I was talking about it with Clinton and with LZ that they are they're going to try. The Padres are going to try and block it. The Giants are going to try and block them because the Giants are going to make the playoffs. So I, they need a pitcher. A guy like Max Scherzer would be incredible. I mean, if you think about what they had at the beginning of the year, you were looking at it and you were saying, "Oh my God, it's Bueller, Kershaw, Urias, they had too Bauer, many, we said. May, yeah. Gonsolin." Yeah, yeah. Right. You're going down the list, and now the starters are Bueller, Kershaw, Urias. 
Gonsolin and Price. Right. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, you're a little nervous at that point. Yeah. So you need to go get it. You need to go get a picture. The hitting will take care of itself. But do we need to go get a picture with the philosophy that our window is closing, or do we need to get a picture with the philosophy that we've always had, which is we're the Dodgers and we're just continuing on success. So we don't have to be desperate. We just need to be proactive. Let's tackle that on the other side. Plus, we'll get into the NBA Finals. Um, We'll be back in three minutes.